please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. From St. John, the 10th chapter. Then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand, for I and the Father are one. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Congregation may be seated. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. When I was a young boy, there was a fun little song that came out, uh, became quite popular. In fact, we even learned to sing it at school. It was entitled, High Hopes. And the message of the song is all about never giving up no matter how hard life may get. And judging, by the way, some of you are looking back at me like, you're not going to go there, are you? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Just what makes that little old ant think he'll move that rubber tree plant? Anyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant because he's got high hopes he's got high hopes he's got high apple pie in the sky hopes so anytime you're getting low instead of letting go just remember that and whoops there goes another rubber tree. Whoops, there goes another rubber tree. Whoops, there goes another rubber tree plant. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well, I shared this little ditty with you because it serves to illustrate the point we want to make today in our gospel lesson, and it's this. The power that hope can play in our lives. As we continue to consider the resurrection hope that is ours through Jesus' death and resurrection, today we come to where we consider the eternal hope that is ours through faith. And the kind of hope that I really want to focus in on for us is best defined this way. Hope is that which keeps us going, even in the face of hardship and heartache, because of the joys that we know are yet to come. And we see this portrayed in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. In today's gospel reading, John tells us that it was the Feast of Dedication, an annual festival observed by the Jews known to us today as Hanukkah, the festival of lights. And Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade, and an open-air structure that looked out upon the, the court of Gentiles and, and the temple itself, thought to have dated back to the time 
of King Solomon. And John tells us that while Jesus was walking in Solomon's colonnade, suddenly he found himself surrounded. And when I say surrounded, I mean surrounded with less than friendly individuals who were determined to escalate their hostility toward Jesus. And in that moment they demanded of Jesus, if you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Now understand, they were not the least bit interested in whether Jesus was the Christ so that they in turn could put their hope in him. No. They were hoping that Jesus would make this bold claim so that they could then use his words against him. If Jesus dared say, I am the Christ, these men were ready to pick up stones and to stone Jesus to death. Now, interestingly, a similar question had been asked of Jesus earlier in his ministry. John the baptizer had sent his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one who was to come or, or should we expect someone else? And in that moment, Jesus replied, well, go back and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are healed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is preached to the poor. And so also here in our text, although Jesus shortens it a little bit, but his response is quite similar. Jesus says, the miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me. Yet even with the overwhelming testimony of all of Jesus' wondrous miracles, which by the way, Jesus' opponents did not discredit, Still, they refused to connect the dots and to note the obvious. They were so locked into their own misguided worldview that they rejected what their very eyes were telling them. That Jesus was the Christ, the promised Messiah. That is why they treated Jesus the way that they did. And as we know full well, the worst of it all was yet to come. What is especially worth noting and of benefit to you and to me today is Jesus' attitude through it all. I mean, think about it. Jesus knew exactly what lay ahead for him. The rejection, the suffering, the crucifixion, the dying. Which causes a, poses a few questions for me at least. Why did Jesus do all of this in the first place? I mean, why did he leave the splendor of his heavenly home? Why did he come to this earth taking on human, frail human flesh, being born as a baby in Bethlehem? And why did he subject himself to such hostility? Which leads to perhaps an even more important question. During it all, what kept Jesus going? I mean, given the vile hatred and opposition which Jesus faced, who of us would even hang in there? So what was it that got Jesus up out of bed each day? Ready to face the challenges of the day, ready to do what he had come to do, despite the opposition, the confrontations, the threats, and even the risk to his own life. 
Well, perhaps there are a few examples from our own lives that can help us identify with Jesus. For instance, what keeps an athlete going, training day in and day out? Some of you here participated in the mini last weekend. Who participated in the mini last weekend? Raise your hands. We got, we got a few here. What got you up early in the morning to face the strain and the rain of that day and you paid to do it? What is it that keeps a mom going through all the years of raising her children? Especially when times get pretty tough. And what keeps a student going under the rigors of, of academic pursuits? And I'm thinking of so those of you who are graduating in these days. And what keeps you going when life starts throwing some of its curves at you? My friends, these are but a few of those moments in life where the power of hope plays such a powerful role for us because of the joys yet to come. And whether that is simply a sense of accomplishment, a medal around our necks, raising our kids and seeing them do well, or just making the best of a difficult situation, hope has the power to keep us going even in the face of heartache and hardship. So again, what was it that kept Jesus going? Well, my friends, it was simply this. Jesus wanted to give us every reason to hope. He wanted to give us the kind of hope that assures us of our forgiveness. The kind of hope that assures us of our restored relationship with Almighty God. The kind of hope that assures us of the certainty of everlasting life. The Apostle Paul sums our Lord up well when he wrote, God our Savior wants everyone to be saved. You see, without Jesus, we have no hope. We are harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And just like those who confronted Jesus that day in Solomon's colonnade, we too, born in our sinful human condition, were enemies of God and alienated from Him, deserving nothing but His everlasting wrath and condemnation. And knowing that we face that, that is why Jesus left the splendor of His heavenly home. And that is why He was born and took on frail human flesh. And that is why he subjected himself to the hostilities of evil men. That's what got him up in the morning, and that is especially why Jesus knowingly, willingly, went to the cross of Calvary and confronted our three greatest enemies, Satan, sin, and death. And through faith in Jesus' victorious resurrection, we now have everlasting life, eternal life hope. Jesus himself said, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. And having overcome our greatest enemies through his death and resurrection, Jesus offers us a hope that is sure, that is certain, that is eternal. As Jesus said to his adversaries, those who follow me, I give eternal life. Even though, and, and, and they shall never perish and no one can snatch them out of my hand. 
When confronted with the death of his friend Lazarus, Jesus reiterated this promise and said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. And then just before his crucifixion, Jesus made one further promise. He said, in my father's house are many rooms. And I'm going there to prepare a place for you. For who? For who? Be, be, oh, please be very personal here. For who? Absolutely. And even though there is much that is left to speculation when it comes to what everlasting life will be like, we do have some assurances from God's Word about these things. First of all, that our present sufferings aren't even worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. The Apostle Paul quoted Isaiah in saying, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And then John in his vision of, of everlasting life tells us, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, no mourning, no crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. My friends, if you're looking for, for an example of what this kind of hope looks like in the life of a believer, then go no further than considering Job. Even amid some of the most severe hardships and heartache that a man has ever faced on this earth, yet he declared, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand upon the earth and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see Him. I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Consider also the Apostle Paul who, even after the years of his hardships and heartaches in ministry, and even knew that he was facing execution, yet he wrote this, The time has come for my departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. My friends, that is the power that hope can play in our lives. The power of Jesus' resurrection hope. The power of eternal hope that is ours through faith. So by God's grace, regardless of whatever hardship or heartache that you may be going through, whatever you may be going through right now, I encourage you to heed the words of the writer of Hebrews who said, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, 
scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary or lose heart so that we might have hope. Amen? Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding may it keep our hearts and our minds through our faith in Christ Jesus and for life everlasting. Amen.